Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Stride Above. I'm excited to be here and be sharing with you guys today. Today, we have Dr. Alberto Rulon with us, and we're going to be going over some diagnosing and really making sure that you know your horse and making sure that your horse is getting the best care that it possibly can. So thank you and good morning, doctor. Good morning. It's so exciting. It's the first time I get interview on my own podcast. <laughs> um, for those of you that do not know me, my name is Amanda. I am the director of administration um, over at Performance Equine Vet Services. So I get to work with Dr. Lon every day, but I do not always get to put him in the hot seat. So this is very exciting for me. Great. Can we? All right. For today, can we go over the three common things that owners and trainers should know to take a horse from injury to full athletic performance? Great. Yes. Yes, yes. Let's do that. So, first of all, thank you so much for doing this with us. Um, there are three main things that a horse owner, trainer, or anybody related in the sports of in any horse sport should know. And these things are one, anatomy, treatment, and a treatment plan, and a rehabilitation. Let me go deeper into it. For example, let's say we have a horse that comes from, that has a lameness, X, right? Everybody tells you, or at least back in the days, right? They used to tell you, yeah, just put him outside in a pasture and give him 30, 60, 90 days and then bring him back, which is good. It's fine. The only problem with that was that we were not addressing that the anatomical part, what was wrong with the horse. And when the horse was coming back into work, it was either re-injuring or hurting something else. And the athletic career of that horse was significantly shorter. So when I when I was thinking about okay, how can I how can I come up with a system, a process that I can portray that we actually can fix a horse and keep that horse fixed for a long period of time. So the only way to do that is to know exactly what is broken so you can fix it. Then establishing a treatment plan and every, every day, some new treatment comes up, absolute new treatment. And now the regenerative therapy is starting to gain a whole lot of, a lot of track, right? So there's PRP out there. There is alpha 2M, there is, um, stem cell treatment, there is IRAP, there is amnion, there is a significant amount of treatment modalities that we can use to treat to treat horses and, and do a little bit more fixing than patching. Back in the days, we used to control inflammation like you get hurt, you take a Motrin, take a couple of days off and go back to work. Well, we are working on the science of you get hurt, let's figure out what it is, let's get a treatment plan. Um, and we like a treatment plan that actually fixes the problem. Um, then after that, we take that horse based on our previous two concepts, based on the anatomical part that got hurt and based on the treatment plan that we chose, we develop a rehabilitation plan, a strict rehabilitation plan for the problem 
that was diagnosed. And the science is very new, but we're starting to get a lot of data. Every year we get more data. So we actually have an idea of how can we start fixing tendons? How can we start fixing bone fractures? How can we start fixing ligaments and muscles and get those to a point where they can go back to work? Of course, early diagnosis is the key. We always, we always talk about the earlier we diagnose the problem, the faster we can fix it. Don't forget that prevention is also important. So and we'll get to that, to that as, as we go, but um, it's very important that we try to get those diseases as early as possible so we can have an easier time fixing them. Rehabilitation-wise, it is... It has come so such a long way. Right now we have aqua pacer, which is an underwater treadmill. We have pool work. We have laser. We have PEMF or magna wave, like some people know it. We have um, therapeutic ultrasound. We have shock wave. There's so many modalities. There's massage therapy, chiropractic work. They have, the tools that we have right now, they're amazing and so many. I love that. And also, too, I know having some background in the barrel racing industry, my mom's a barrel racer, um, and something that I hear a lot as well is bleeders and trying to figure out how can we help the bleeders. What kind of rehab have you seen to be beneficial for that? I do see a lot of bleeders in our practice. Um, well, for, first thing is trying to understand why are these horses bleeding, right? And there's so many, there's so many theories, and I don't think anyone has... 100% hone it, and 100%, 100% no one really understands why are these um, horses doing that. But for those of you who don't know what bladder is, what we're talking about is when there is so much cardiac output, there, the heart pumps so much blood through the lungs, then then the blood goes from the lungs into the trachea and comes. sometimes it comes out the nose. So that's what we call bleeders. That's what we call a bleeder because sometimes you can see there are different, different degrees. There's grade one, two, three, four, there are multiple degrees of, of bleeders. But what I want to, to talk about then, it would be the degree of bleeders that prevent future performance, right? Be, it could happen because there's scar in the lungs. There could be an infection in the lungs. Um... There could be a, a loss of elasticity in the lungs. Sometimes the lungs are like a rubber band, and then they don't they don't open and close as as smooth as they should. To to make it simple, so what we've been finding out that it works a whole lot is that we get these horses in the hyperbaric oxygen chamber, and that has shown to provide real good results for it. Now. Why why does that happen? Well, if we think about the how the hyperbaric oxygen chamber works, one, it increases stimulation, it stimulates the production of stem cells. That's proven. There was a research project in 2006 in human um, in Philadelphia where they proved that there is release of stem cells when you put a horse in the hyperbaric chamber or, or a person, right? Then another thing that it does is that if there's an infection, it helps clearing that infection. 
bacteria and fungus hate oxygen. So they don't do very well when there is a lot of oxygen present. So those are some main theories of, of why that works. Back in the days, the only thing that we had for bleeders was Lasix or furosemide. And what we used to do for that is, basically what you're doing when you do Lasix is you're dehydrating, dehydrating the horse. So imagine a host and this hose keeps filling up, filling up, filling up. And when that hose fills up, sometimes if the hose has some um, very, very tiny little holes, you can see that they leak. So the more pressure you put inside the hose, the hose, then you have a little bit of leakage. And that would be very similar to what a bleeder does. You have a lot of pressure inside the blood vessels and there's leakage outside. When you do Lasix, you take a lot of that water out. So you decrease the amount of volume of fluid inside the horse. So less will actually leak out. You follow me? I am. That's very interesting. Okay. It's a very easy way to explain it too. So made perfect sense. Great. So, so you can see now how the previous treatment for bleeders was not necessarily fixing the problem but just trying to go around it, decreasing the volume of the, of the fluid so it didn't leak out. So that's why it doesn't do a whole lot for the horse himself or herself. In addition, there are some studies that if you do Lasix repetitively, you might actually deplete the iron, iron of the horse. Um, so another thing that we do for bleeders is stem cells. You, we already talked about the, the hyperbaric chamber increases stem cells from the own horse. Well, now we have been doing inhaled stem cells where we put them on the, on the, the no, in the nose, let the horse breathe it, and starts fixing the lung tissue. Very, very, very innovative and very actually cool. We have had it work in several horses very well. And the combination of those two is amazing. And there's a new a new, completely new treatment, which is in experimental phases. And I don't think I can talk about it actually <laughs> in public, <laughs> but you can text us, you can reach us in private. I will <laughs> gladly talk to you about it, but it's very exciting what's coming up for this, uh, for the bleeders. And it doesn't just work for bleeders in battle racers. It also works for bleeders in polo, which also have the same issue. And thoroughbred racehorses as well have the same bleeders, bitter issues. Exciting. And with the hyperbaric, what exactly is the hyperbaric doing? What is it repairing? Is that something that they're going to have to do for the rest of their lives? That's a great question. <laughs> um, you, what the hyperbaric does is via oxygen, two things. We already talked about stimulating production of oxygen, um, production of stem cells. And the second it actually kills microorganisms, right? Another thing that I didn't mention before is that it actually helps with scar tissue. And it, we don't know if it's a permanent thing, but one thing I can tell you after we did a study of 2000 case, over 2000 cases, is that some of them did need to be repeated. So we're probably not 100% giving them a brand new lung. However, the my argument is 
if you have if you have a a a problem with your body, whichever it is, let's say your back hurts. We know that we go to the chiropractor and we feel better for a little bit, but then we have to go back again. And a lot of times we go back again because we don't change the car seat. We don't change our exercise routine. We don't change what we eat. We don't change where we sleep. So we go back and we have the same back problem. So the chiropractor has to come and work for us again. Does that make sense? Very similar with horses. The horses come to us, we work on their problems, but when they go back home, a lot of times they go back to the same nutrition, same training regimen, the same place where they sleep and breathe and inhale, the same air, the same dust. So that is one of our theories why they have to then come back and repeat the treatment, whether it's six months, a year later, or whenever it is. Awesome. Thank you very much for that information. I think that's going to be very helpful. And um, just to recap one more time on your top three, the three things that they need to know. Yes. Very important. To know what's broken. To figure out the anatomy. Anatomy is everything. The fundamentals that will never change. All treatments will change. Treatments and rehabilitation plans will always change because we're going to come up with new ways. But the anatomy is always going to be the same. The same ligaments are going to be damaged. The same bones are going to be broken. The same tissue is going to be affected. So that's why it's so important. Then the treatment plan, and in our case, we love regenerative because we like to work towards regenerating tissue that was damaged. And, say, and lastly, a rehabilitation plan that consists of making that tissue stronger and ideally working on the mechanics of the body and the biomechanics to make it last longer. It's fantastic. Thank you very much for sharing that with us today. I'm excited to share it with all of you guys and hopefully you guys are able to gain something out of it. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We're more than happy to provide more information and more clarity for you guys. 352-307-3690. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. This was fun. Very great. Can't wait for another one. Great.